Hello again, and welcome back to the next episode of Spectrum. I'm Elle, my pronouns are they, them, and I am so happy to have you here listening with us. Today's episode with Shy was actually supposed to be published just about two months ago, but thanks to some technical and life difficulties, it has taken a little extra time to make it out. We are finally here though, and I am super excited to share this conversation with you all. We talked about a lot of really interesting things from religion to sexuality and relationships to families and culture, and I just really loved all of it. So without further ado, here's Shia. Well, my name is Kanwong, and the is Shaira. Caro, it's my first last name, and Casals is my second last name because in my country here in Mexico, uh, we have uh, both of our parents' last name, last names. And um, I'm 25. I'm Mexican, and uh, I'm she, I'm she, her. Okay, so my first question for you is um, when you think of your own gender, like how do you identify? What words would you use to describe? Whether that's in English, Spanish, however you would describe it. Okay. Um, Yeah, well, um, I always have thought about my gender as a she, as female. I was raised in a family very traditional in a region of Oaxaca that uh, is very conservative or yeah, conservative. And uh, I was like raised in church and like having always thoughts about like a female role in, in a family. So I also was, um, raised as someone that has to work at home and help at home and help with my brothers and my sisters and my sister, I have one sister. And that was my role during my whole childhood and part of my teenage uh, uh, phase of my life. So I always thought about it like that. And then um, when I started in college and I started to discover, I started to live by myself and then I started to discover another part of my um, personality and my sexuality too. It was um, always definitive that I, I am female, but I have other things to discover and more experiences to have. Um, even though I'm, um, I'm a woman or not, like nothing is specific just because I'm a woman. It's more like we should just like stick together and that way he will like just leave us alone. Of course, that didn't work. That was completely the opposite. But um, Since we were spending that much time together, I started to discover that I was like very comfortable and happy around her. And that was my first kiss with a girl um, too. 
and also my first sexual experience ever, um, which was like kind of um, unexpected because of how I was raised and because my mom was always taking care of me and, and that way, like saying like, you're gonna get virgin to marriage and everything because I was, my family was Catholic and she would have never thought that I was with a woman. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing it, of course, for bothering her or anything, but it was just like the way that she would take care of me from men and not from anything else. And then um, she will allow me to do anything like every day with, with her, you know, she will, we will hang out like freely she would have never thought like in one time maybe like three years ago 2020 it was two years ago uh i remember telling my mom like hey mom there's like something that i want to tell you about and she's like what it's like i went to mexico city like three weeks ago and she was like oh great uh what do you do like did you have fun and anything i was like yeah and she asked, like, uh, what did you want for? And I was like, um, I went to see Dalila. That's her name. And she was like, oh, I'm glad that you are, like, having fun with your friends and, like, that you visit and that you're getting to know a lot more people. And you're like, no, but uh, she's not my friend, mom. I, I like, remember my my sister was present too we were just like hanging out in my house um and i remember my sister having this weird look like expecting my mom's reaction and when i said like no mom she's not my she's not my friend um she's more than a friend i'm i'm dating uh with dalila and she just started like having like a little denial um, moment. And she's like, but yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm glad that you're hanging out with your friends and like have fun and like, what else did you do? What do you want? And she totally ignored the fact that I'm dating her or that I was dating her. And my sister was like literally making a face of Am I saying the same thing as you're saying? Like she's totally playing, uh, playing dumb or playing deaf in terms of like, she just didn't want to hear about it. And my dad, I guess he doesn't have an issue. I don't think he really knows either, but I don't think he cares. Like he's always been super supportive with me. And um, also you do hear a lot that dog. Yeah, no, it's fine. No. My neighbor's dog is crazy. Um, and so he's always been super supportive. And in a family that raised me in, in La Sierra of Oaxaca, uh, I've always had a conflict of how my relationships have been going on. Um, because my, my dad is from Mexico City, so he has like maybe a little bit more open mind about what could happen and what could not. 
uh, and some limits that I guess they tried to put when I was being raised. But um, he has seen me dating, drinking, and more other things. And he's just like, just be careful. Anything that you need, you can call me and that stuff. But um, nothing super protective, you could say that. Mm -hmm. that that's my experience in terms of like dating women um i've dated a few more uh, through time but my relationships uh my, like my official relationships have been uh, with men like not official but i mean longer i guess um i think my longest relationship was like six no five years long that's a lot considering i'm 25 <laughs> and um, basically a lot of my personality and my experience within my job was also during this time that i was dating so he now is my best friend and he knows me in a level that of course, that relationship didn't end well in terms of lovers, but um, we are really, really good friends. And, and yeah, that's that's my thing about relationships. I always try to always finish everything in the better terms that I can, because I never ever want to be like hitting someone that I loved at some point. So that's something like as a goal me i really like that i definitely relate to the being friends with people you've previously been in relationships with some of my my one of my closest friends is a guy that i dated briefly um when we were figuring ourselves out so i definitely i like that i've never heard anyone put it in those words of like you don't want to be angry with or hate someone that you once loved but i think that's really beautiful um so you've mentioned several times and kind of talked about um growing up in a more conservative family in a more conservative area catholic um so in that environment was your role in the family as a girl as a woman something that was there throughout your whole life is that something that has always been something that you've been aware of um was it a important piece of your childhood i guess what role has that played throughout your life and specifically in your childhood and while you were being raised oh yeah definitely that has been like very important because i'm i'm the oldest of the daughters uh we're two daughters and two sons uh, that means four siblings and I'm the oldest and I was always taking care like I was my role was always being the example and the teaching part of my brothers and, um, my, my parents were very conservative but also they were very hardworking and uh, they will leave the house my mom will leave the house like very early in the morning before we wake up and Mm, 
my dad will have to travel sometimes two, three months, and then we'll come for one week and then we'll leave away another three months. And um, I was the one that was taking care of, like, they will leave us with our, with our grandmother, but they will have always this, oh, wait one sec. This uh, role was like helping my brothers to have their uniforms for school ready, helping have breakfast, helping them uh, uh, make the beds and have homework ready and then go, go to school and then come back and then like help cooking uh, for everyone with my grandmother and then help everyone with her homework again and make 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 sure that nobody will forget um, our practices because we were also raised musicians. Um, my village has like a band and they will, um, they would give us like four hours practices for our practice. So it was like always in movement and always taking care of that. Nobody will forget anything. You like my mom would say always, um, you are the one responsible because you are the older sister and you are like the example for your brothers and you're the example for it. And so that's also during my childhood that was very, very important and definitive. That's how I started cooking when I was 10. And in the first moment that I left my house for college in I was 17, I remember I, I cut my hair, like all of it. Like I just left a little bit like, you know, in the crown. And, and I remember calling my dad on a video call and being like, hey dad, I cut my hair. He's like, oh, I like it. He's like, okay with it. And then he's like, did you tell your mom? And I was like, no, can you help me? <laughs> because the thing about the hair, specifically in La Sierra is so, so, I don't want to say hard, but it's just like, mm, they impose something and, and criticize you a lot because of your hair. Usually women have to conserve it like super long to their hips because that talks about like a good woman and the ones that are like good mothers and uh, good racers and good carers of people. And so when I caught that and I video called my mom She's like, she didn't even say a word. She just hung up. And I was like, it will grow. <laughs> and I texted her and I told her like, it's hair, mom, it will grow up again. And it's just like my hair and anything. And then, and then I got a tattoo. And then that's when they freaked out. Because it was like they will they will call me not not call me, but think of me. I guess is I don't know the word for. 
Sorry. Mm, I don't know the word for it. Oh. Well, they started to have like this big, they were conservative. So me cutting my hair and getting a tattoo was for them like the worst thing in their lives because they felt like I was like selling drugs and, you know, like um, getting friendships with people that was in jail and that kind of stuff. Like my mom was that extreme in thoughts about tattoos specifically and it was like tattoos is only for men that were in jail and people that it's bad and but it was like very specific that she would say like only men no she wouldn't even think about women that were in jail it was just specifically that um break of thought of like my daughter is doing something that is specifically for men and of course that's that's not true but uh, that's the way she thought about it and it would then affect my relationship with the family because it was like they didn't want me to talk with my brothers a lot anymore and they were like what she's saying how she is and because it was like she is the example of the other three <laughs> following. So we don't want them to do that. And it, it changed forever after that, like the way they would see me as a older sister uh, for my brothers. Mm, and my role changed then. Um, it was more like, the rebel daughter who left the house for going to school because oh that that's another thing um my education um it was more something that i took in my own hands <laughs> for saying something because they were ready to put me in a school for studying i mean it's, it's not about major it's just like the college was 20 minutes away from home and they didn't want me to go away. And I was just like, so ready to leave. So ready when I was in college, when I was 17. So I went to my principal's uh, office and when I was in high school and I told him like, he, he's a big friend of the family, but also he's a big friend of mine. And I told him like, hey, you know, my parents want me to stay here and I don't want to stay here. Like, I don't want to study this. It was like Ciencias uh, Ambientales, Environmental Sciences, is that a translation? And it was like, no, you're not for that major. Like, you, should, you need to do something about business and da, da, da. And, and, and I was like, and for that moment, I started just to look into schools, not even into majors, just to go away. And I remember that my friend's mom told my mom, like, hey, we're going to the cine, to the city. Like, uh, can Shai come? And it's coming Angel and Fati. And she mentioned, like, all of my friends, no? I was like, yeah, sure, she can go. But actually, we were coming to do our um, admission test. <laughs> and she lied to my mom because my mom didn't even know about 
uh, other college ever until the day we came to the city to do groceries for the restaurant. My friends have a restaurant. And I asked them, like, just come and into the city, told, told them, like, can you leave me or can you drop me at this direction, this address? And both of them were like, what? Why? How do you know that address? Like, what's there? What? And I was like, oh, I'm just like finishing my inscription to college. And they were, were like super surprised and like, what are you talking about? Like classes start in two weeks in Ixlan and anything. And I was like, nope, I'm not going there. And I already got a scholarship. I did my admission test. I got this and I got that and I got that. So please just let me finish the paperwork. And they were like, okay, she took care of it. So let's, let's do it. And so in the first moment that I did something wrong, which was cutting my hair and getting a tattoo, they decided just to, to give me fly free. So they started, they stopped supporting me. And my role became even weaker in the family. <laughs> Has that changed now? It's been... Yeah. Seven years since you left, I guess. Mm. Yes, years. Seven in six months, I it's eight years. So seven years and a half. I'm starting my eight year living alone. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it has changed. It went through a lot of phases. Um because uh, at the beginning, they didn't talk to me because of the tattoos and and, and such. Uh, they didn't. We we didn't spoke like for six months, which was very hard and very depressing. But now, um, I think in the last, specifically in the last two or three years, which is after I graduated, and also during college, I got a lot of more tattoos and did a lot of other things with my hair. And I had a lot of fights with my mom, saying that she was more like, why do you do this? Was I a bad mom? Uh, Why do I deserve this? And she was like kind of blaming herself for having such a bad daughter. (laughs) Um, But we started having like that conversation of like, okay, so. Uh, I remember you once showed me a picture of you with your hair, literally like a basket, like with a permanent curly thing here. And I was like, that's the things that you used to do and like the rebel things that you used to do when you were young. And now it's a little bit different and I'm not gonna die because I've had a tattoo. So I'm not poisoning myself um, because that was she, that, that's the thing that she thought. And we started like to enlighten the conversation. I started to write a lot of letters for her because I knew it was hard for her to understand. And we have like similar tempers. <laughs> so it's very hard sometimes to speak to her and to have a conversation basically. So at some point I was like, okay, let's not fight. I'm gonna write a letter about this and then you can read it as many times as you need. And then when you have an answer, you can write me a letter. Um, 
in that way probably we can understand instead of like thinking that the other one doesn't listen to each other um we can like have a slower thought about what we're saying and now we're really good friends my mom and i uh, i saw her last night and uh my dad and i also are very good friends um actually my parents are like a little bit like my relationship goals because they have been like in se, se llama Unión Libre, yes. which is like they're not married, they're not like they don't have anything legal going on in the relationship, and they've been together for 27 years. And they look like if they were boyfriend and girlfriend for the first two weeks. So, <laughs> and they really are like beautiful people I love the way that they love each other and how they support each other and my dad had a great role in that like balancing of a relationship because he was he was more like a medium <laughs> like you have to listen to your mom like she's not gonna stop being your mom she worries and everything Um, I know you think different and all this, but um, you just have to help her to have a little peace of mind. That's basically how it started working, and now we're really good friends. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's changed a lot and for for better. And all of my brothers always ask me for for counseling. I'm like, hey, what did you do when mom did this? <laughs> and, My brother called me like two weeks or three weeks ago saying like, hey, where are you? And I was like, at home? You're not with mom? No. When are you with dad? No. You didn't went to Hiaqui, the, the village? And I was like, no. He's like, I got something to show you. And then he showed me his first tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> It was very fun. Yeah. But I like that they trust me. And uh, my parents trust me too. And they ask me for help whenever they need it. Um, terms of like talking with my brothers or anything when they worry yeah that's really sweet that he wanted to show you his tattoo I like that um so I you've talked about a lot of different things that have kind of changed throughout your life and lots of new experiences and shifting perspectives and things and I am wondering if your understanding or your idea for yourself of what it means to be a woman or a girl or female however you want to describe it has changed um in this times of like new experiences going to university things like that um maybe like with exploring sexuality like has your understanding of what it means to be a woman for yourself changed at all mm, yeah definitely it has changed and because uh as i mentioned i was raised as like the one that was in charge of taking care of the family and the house and the food to be ready and all this but now my my idea of being a woman it goes way way further in terms of like things are harder to for 
for women, not, not only talking about house things or physically, but um, the opportunities, how people treat you, and more in a state like Oaxaca, that it's super machista, and opportunities are shorter, and they pay you less, and um, they don't think you can be a boss, because I've, I've been so hardworking for so long since my parents stopped supporting me, like I've been working in so many things. Um, that I think being a woman for me, it's definitely something that I love because I also find a lot of appreciation and really good friends that share this that struggle. Uh, I mean, I don't think being a woman, it's a struggle, but I mean, there's a lot of struggles, but not only as a woman, just as a person, but sometimes for my gender in the place where I grew up, it's a little harder to get some opportunities more because I, I really want to be a successful woman in terms of having a really good job, being a boss, like be able to have a team working for me um, and working together. But a lot of times it's like, oh, and who did this? And I was like, I didn't, no. but who's your boss? And I was like, I'm the boss, like, I'm the creator of this. Oh, yeah, but who, who helped you to do this and that? And it's like, nobody helped me, like, I'm just doing it. And it's super hard for people to understand that I have more capacity and it doesn't have anything to do with just being a woman. It's more like being a person that works a lot and my gender has always been something that I love. I love my body. I love um, having different styles to dress all the time. Like, you know, right now I'm just like this 13 year old boy with joggers and, and, and the sweatshirt. And sometimes I really like to use like short dresses, you know, or sometimes I do, I, I do like to use like a little, I don't know how you call a scote. Yeah, so, so it changes and sometimes I like to get like, I remember I was like being a, doing a big mess the other day because there was like this edition, special edition of these sneakers and Nike and they will only appear for men. And I was like, you have the size and like, it doesn't have to be for men, it's just for people. Everybody can wear shoes. <laughs> and if you go to the women's section in the app, it wouldn't appear like the, that edition because I remember it's, it was a special edition from um, Mexican rapper and I just couldn't let him go. <laughs> And, but I was like kind of mad and confused and saying like, why some things are available for men and for women they're not. And yeah, I did a big fuss in Instagram about that and tagged them and everything. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know if that answered the question. I extended a lot. <laughs> no, I think that that answered the question well. 
Um, I think that's all of my questions. Um, is there anything that I haven't asked about or that we haven't talked about that you would like to share or anything else you'd like to touch upon or expand upon? Expand upon with that? I'd like talk more about. Oh, okay. Um, I keep learning um, English expressions. Um, yeah, like there's other part on relationships that probably uh, is the reason that God sent you to me. <laughs> uh, I was telling you that he calls me the heartbreaker. So mm -hmm. um, he always jokes and he has this like phone voice, you know him. Like he's super like effusive and and so he every time he introduces me to someone that he thinks I'm gonna like it's like heartbreaker and there's to make like a big show and I'm always like super embarrassed because he's like oh come on stop it and uh, but since I started like being so free on what I do. Um, since I moved alone and my parents stopped asking about what I was doing. I know that during my first year of college, I partied too much, I drank too much, um, but I also dated a lot of people. And it was until college that had another sexual experience with somebody that was um, that had a different body than me because my first experience was this girl when I was 17, 16. And it helped me a lot to discover myself and like to start to get a lot of confidence in my body. But also at the beginning I had like a lot of trust issues because I didn't, I wasn't experienced at all in other bodies. <laughs> like, um, I remember having like this conversation with my classmates, girls, and they were talking, you know, about like, I, I didn't thought that girls, talk about this like I was always thinking that boys only do it like or like saying who they were with but women do too and I discovered that at that time and I was just like what's going on and it's like at the end I, I understood that people talks about what they do not only men um but for me and my growing up, it was just like, oh, you can't ever talk about who you with, who you work with, because it's like your reputation and da da da. Uh, and I remember they were like saying about their relationships and losing virginity since they were like fourteen. You know, like what? Did you was it like four years ago? You weren't even in high school and. And I was totally inexperienced. And they, they, they one time asked me, like, and what's up with you? Like, how many and whatever? And I was like, 
zero. <laughs> Uh, because also at that time, and I was a little bit embarrassed of saying my girl classmates, uh, I like women too, because I was afraid that they wouldn't want to hang out with me anymore, because I would feel like they would think I was sexual about it, but I wasn't, you know. Um, so I was like, no, and they wouldn't believe me. And they were like, no, come on, you have to have done it at least one time. And I was like, no, literally, I haven't. And they were like, come on, you ever haven't seen it? Like, literally asking me, like, you haven't ever seen a dick? And I was like, no. <laughs> and they were, like, being so specific about their experiences. And I was just, like, couldn't hear it anymore. Like, I didn't like the way they expressed situations. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stay away from this group for those conversations. But then I started to dating a lot of people and discovering uh, things about my body, about um, what could I do, what could I, what, what did I like? And it was very rare. Uh, for me to discover that in that way. And then when I was 20 years old, uh, marriage asked me to participate in, in a threesome. And that was my first threesome and it was amazing. And I was like, okay, now sexuality again expanded a little bit more because okay it's during parties and people is drunk and anything but and, and, and everything but there's always like consent and also my way of seeing relationships and even marriage changed a lot in terms of like this couple is like super free and super communicative and like there's no taboo around it and they really want to share something in terms of like experience. And I remember at that, at that time I was on a breakup of my five year relationship. Uh, one of the many breakups. And I remember that he saw us driving like the marriage and me in the same car. But we would be, he would have never thought that we were coming from that. And I remember just like deciding that I didn't think that my relationship, my relationship, my relationship with this, I would like evolve in any way of trust as, as that. And I wanted that. So um, I guess sexuality became like a whole spectrum of discovering and um, trust of yourself and communication. But uh, I always grew up with that taboo or not, of like not talking about it or never saying anything. And, and, and I mean, I don't talk about who am I with, but I'm just, 
embracing the power of knowledge that I've acquired through time, I guess. <laughs> and, and I love it. And, and yeah, that's, that's something that I wanted to mention if it's useful for you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was when you were 20, so it was five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, five, yeah. Five years ago. Um, so now, today, how do you view relationships and sexuality? Mm. And I think relationships are also part of like sacrificing because of conviction, not obligation. Um, a little bit of your time and your tolerance to things because nobody's gonna like you a hundred percent. Like there's always things that are dislikes, but just supporting and being open to get to know someone in those many levels and having that trust, that's, I think, what it's most important in our relationship. And of course, that it has to be reciprocal. That is a wrap on today's episode with Shai. Thank you all so very much for being here today through the whole episode, and thank you especially to Shai for your time and consideration in doing this interview. I truly cannot express how grateful I am for your time. As always, please follow Spectrum wherever you listen to your podcasts and join us on Instagram at spectrum underscore podcast emk to stay up to date with future episodes and content. Once again, thank you so very much for listening and I will be back very soon.